Episode five. Uh, I've got a special guest today, Sachin. Welcome. If you guys watch my videos or watch like you know behind the scenes and pictures and stuff, Sachin is in bare stuff because he does loads of filming. He does photography. He does driving. What else do you do, Sach? Eating, drinking, <laughs> walking. walking. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, first thing I wanted to talk about was me and Sachin have really good conversations as well like on our long drives and whatever whatever so first thing I wanted to talk about was why I ain't done a podcast in since February yeah I think that's a it's a good uh it's a good place to start bro how many months ago was that was that February so that's five months ago today is July is it June no June June yeah I haven't done a podcast I've talked to quite a few people about this behind the scenes part because I've just been demotivated how comes bro I feel like the podcast that I was doing, like I, I was trying to do like one a month. That was my goal to do one a month. And then we were in lockdown like February time and it wasn't going to open up till what, June 21st? It was supposed yeah. to, which is like next week, but that's not going to happen now again. Um, and I had planned to have guests. So there was a couple of people that I had asked. You were in my head to have a podcast with, but I hadn't asked you at that time. And my first guest was supposed to be someone else. No offense. <laughs> None taken. But, I, I made the list. I'm good. <laughs> but um, yeah, because of lockdown and stuff, it couldn't happen. And I just got demotivated. And then I felt like, you know, you get into a negative spiral of thinking. So you're like, is anyone even listening? Does anyone even pay attention? Does anyone even care? Blah, blah, blah. All this kind of stuff that just goes on in your head and you start going round and round in circles and you go into a spiral. And even today, I felt like, I don't know if I'm going to do the podcast. So, you, so but I came here today because you guys got a podcast, you and Kai, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so the plan was what? You called so me. Basically, the plan was do two podcasts in a day, one with Kai and then one for Hanji Hello. And then obviously incorporate lunch. Well, we did lunch <laughs> and now I'm bare sleepy. But I, even now, like I was like, let's do your podcast first and then we'll do mine and that hasn't happened we've done you know but ha- wh- why are you putting it off like what's what's triggering that sense of like oh, I can't even get started I think I built things up to be too much and then I'm like I don't know if I'm I don't know if anyone's paying attention I think that's the thing I feel yeah, like I feel like yeah, nobody yeah. really listened and which isn't true because I get loads of messages and like loads of like like really amazing feedback for the podcast I've had since I started it um, the emails, the messages, all that kind of stuff, even the Instagram, the YouTube comments, is so much really positive and supportive stuff. And even behind the scenes, like even Kai, like we were speaking earlier, Kai was telling me like he was list- he listened to the podcast yesterday and how he, you know, they're really good and how I think it's just a negative self talk, innit? Yeah, but then what, like, why did you start the podcast? Maybe let's let's go a little bit further back. Okay, I think I started the podcast because I. Felt like, okay, that's quite interesting, actually. It's making me like go back and think about it. I feel like I have a lot of things to talk about and I have a lot of knowledge on different things. Like when I have conversations with people, I'll, you know, I'm very interested in learning new things, learning about all sorts of things. Like 
I get into things and I really get into them like um, nutrition, uh, food, like music, film, um, even psychology and relationships and people. And I have all these amazing conversations with people about things that I'm going through, things that they're going through. And just speaking to friends, they're like, it's amazing that you should do a podcast. And the other thing is to to kind of peel back the curtain a bit because when people look at me, I'm not necessarily, if you look on my Instagram or you look on my profiles, you might not see who I am as a person. You might just see like, you know, an image or like, you know, how I portray myself as an artist. It's not necessarily the person who I am behind the scenes. So yeah, the podcast is yeah, yeah. more so people can kind of get to know me more as a person and as a human being. So if your goal was for people to get to know you, then what like what triggered that spiral? Was it would you say it was lockdown that stopped it? Because if your goal was to go in there and just freely peel back the curtain, then it wasn't you wanted to peel back the curtain and have a huge audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Do you know what I mean? It's very true. I think uh, to be honest that time it was just it was a demotivating time for a lot of us like because we all we were all excited about things being up opening up again getting you know shows getting all these things going again and june seemed so far away yeah um the other thing that happened around that time was we started working on projects so i think the last podcast i did was probably before i did we did Johnnyman, Forever Johnnyman, I think. Okay. Yeah, just before. I think I did it just before we shot Forever Johnnyman. Yeah. So, again, that was just kind of starting up that cycle of being creative and working on music and music videos again, which we've been doing. So, you know, we, March we did chemistry and then we did, um, in April we did the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Johnnyman to Forever, 10 years. And then we did Fix This. Last month we did Fix This. So I think that probably because that's... And I can do... Like, it's not like that takes forever. That's like one day of shooting. And then obviously there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes before that and after that. I can still do the podcast, but I feel like I'm just... I, I guess a bit of laziness as well, right? A, a little bit, a little bit. But do you know what? I think as, as a creative, I kind of felt the same around February. It was a weird time. Nothing was really going on. Like work had kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, there weren't really many shoots and stuff happening so kind of your creativity was limited to just the projects you felt like doing so, so I can understand why it kind of so for you like yeah. so for me a lot of it is self I'm self-reliant as in I have to think of a song or do something or get something and then it's my project yeah. for you you're doing work for other people yeah so you're shooting people you're doing photography for other people you're shooting uh, videos for other people so how like that that demotivation process why is that why was it demotivating for you was there the work wasn't coming in or I think one aspect was work wasn't coming in as much as let's say like December and January so it's like things got super busy and then kind of sud not suddenly but relatively suddenly came to a halt and things kind of slowed down for like a month or two but it was it's kind of difficult to translate obviously with your songs and stuff, you're coming up with the lyrics and the concepts and a lot of that. But I mean, unless it's away from the music video side, a lot of my work is translating other people's visions. And so it was difficult to do that because I'm so just lost in not being in the flow of it. And mm. I think when you get out of the flow, you kind of enjoy sometimes just taking that backseat and it's, 
it's hard to kind of kickstart again. Do you think that things, when things slow down, you're, so is it, but I've, I have an issue of doing this. I start saying one thing and then my brain starts thinking you something else and then I go yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. And I've noticed this on my other podcasts when I listen back to them, I'm like, bruv, just finish that thought. Yeah. But hold on, <laughs> let me let me just backtrack that for a second. Um, what I wanted to say was, um, do you think that people work or keep busy to distract themselves from dealing with their problems and their issues? 100%. Do you do that? I think, yes, to an extent, I bury myself into work. So you don't have to think about... So I don't have to just figure out everything else around me. Yeah. It's not always in, even in, in a negative way, but generally, like, even if you've just got one or two things to do away from work and you spend a lot of time thinking about it, sometimes it's easier just to get so busy with work stuff and then just deal with the problems as they come rather than anticipating them and building them up to be something so not. you're saying that if you're not dealing with your problems what you end up doing is creating bigger about, ones yeah yeah, yeah. They, they yeah, become, yeah they become bigger than they are uh, but then the, the opposite of that is you're not actually dealing with them at all you're kind of burying your head in the sand or just you've got tunnel vision and they don't exist anymore depends on the problem I would say it depends if it's like a small thing, like you got a little bit of paperwork to sort out and just things that you, let's just say it's, it's not necessarily. That's like, still work though. It's work. Okay. I'm talking about problems as in like relationship issues, arguments, maybe things that you've, you know, disagreements that you've had and you're yeah. just ignoring them or you're not processing or dealing with things that you've been through in your past. Th those kind of things I'm talking about, emotional relationships, that kind of stuff. Do you know what? It's, it's a weird one because I definitely say I'm someone who throws myself into work. However generally the times where i have a slowdown are when it feels like sometimes the right time to deal with certain things so rather than trying to be like okay cool i've got this problem and i i need to prioritize it and i need to deal with it now sometimes i kind of just let go of it and when my time frees up seems like the best time to sometimes deal with a problem because if you deal with it too early it could make it worse and if you deal with it too late it could make it worse so you're 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 giving yourself space to allow the problem to not become greater than it is and create distance between you and the issue yeah and just accept the fact that look there's something here i need to deal with but i'm only giving it a certain level of importance not because i don't care about it but just because Sometimes if you put too much importance on a negative thing, even though your intention is good trying to deal with it, you can sometimes go into a spiral of making yourself have more negative thoughts about so it. So what if, how do you determine if something is a important enough priority yeah. to be dealt with as soon as it pops up rather than letting it fester or, let, or taking space away from it to gain perspective? If it's something that keeps me up at night, I know I have to deal with it the next day. So if I'm thinking about it in bed, yeah, it's like either I get out of bed and I have to sort it out, whether even if it's work or not work related. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll remember something in bed. It's interesting and, that you keep bringing up work when I'm not talking about work. Uh, okay, generally, <laughs> generally problems. If it's something that's that keeps quite, me that, up, but that's quite interesting, Satch, because I feel like you, as a person, you actually are very very focused on your work. Like uh, work yeah. is a like yeah, in your yeah, yeah. in your life. I think like your family and your work is probably as e of equal, equal importance. yeah it is it is it is i think that kind of stems from just because well when i went to uni so some of you probably don't know i did civil engineering which is completely different to what i do now but alongside that i was working on obviously the photography and the videography thing so 
building that platform over the last kind of nearly a decade is it I mean it kind of feels weird to like let it go to like a backseat position so I'm so focused on it because it's something I've built and I'm I think it's always wanna it's my baby I think it's that and also because you can have control over it yes so having being able to control something allows us to feel like we are in control of something in our in our lives there's certain things that we can't control in life 100% 100% you know life comes at us at all different angles there's things that happen in life that we can't control but this is something that there is control over definitely I for definitely. me when I deal with issues I deal with it through my art through my work what mm. I do so if I'm going through something I'll deal with it through a song or through music and I feel like it's been difficult for me to do that because I can't pinpoint what it is I'm actually feeling so okay when we're talking about why didn't I do the podcast or whatever? It's because I'm, I'm, I don't know what I was actually going through or what I was dealing with or what I'm trying to... Because pro- everything is... everything, All this stuff that's happening, it's all new. But were you, you were still making music during the times that you weren't doing the podcast, yeah. right? So do you feel like... Which was difficult though. It wasn't easy. It, but do you feel like the songs that you made were worth that difficulty? I know some songs probably just come to you. Yeah. But would you say that the fact that you switched off from the podcast... And you've gone through the difficult process of making a song. Would you say that the songs you've made, forget what other people think about it, but as an individual who created something, would you say those songs are better because of the difficulty of making them kind of thing? If you get what I'm saying? I think with Forever Journeyman, um, I don't want to beat a dead horse because we've done like a whole like documentary, documentary about it, <laughs> but you guys can check that out on YouTube. It's called Journeyman to Forever on my um, main YouTube channel. That was a little bit... That was difficult, but I knew it had to be done and I knew it was in me. With chemistry, that came together so quickly and I was surprised within myself how quickly that came together and how easily we were able to get that done. That song was done in like a week. Yeah. From beginning to... That's video and music within a week. Within a week, yeah. Yeah, literally. Me and H went to the studio with Mumsy. We got the vocals done. I got my lyrics done. I think there and then I kind of finished it vocally he finished the song and then we shot the video literally the next week and then like a week later it was out that was a really really exciting time and a good project but then we fixed this i wrote that last year i remember i was in i was in mumsy's studio when i first heard it probably october yeah september october it, time. it was done around i think april or may time okay and then uh, I think Mumsy started working on it. I had it before then, but then I yeah, got yeah, Mumsy yeah, involved yeah. to work on it and Rashi kind of sent her stuff around that time as well. So yeah, that was done last year. And the song I'm trying to work on next is proving super difficult for me to get my head around. And I'm just, I've got a mental block. There's songs that I've done. So when you're saying like, am I finding it easier? It, it's still really difficult. I've only really yeah. done two songs. The other ones, I've got a bunch of songs that I haven't released yet that I want to do videos for. But the next one, I want to make it, um, it's a current, like a, a song that I want to make, like chemistry, like it's one that I've done and then we release it rather than it's yeah. something that I pull up from a couple of months ago. Um, but yeah, I'm finding it super difficult. I've been working on it since Feb. Okay. And I'm just struggling to get it done. And I don't know. It's interesting. I will look back at, at this when it's done. And I'll be like, yo, bro, remember when I was trying to struggle to get the... <laughs> well, I couldn't get it right. Yeah. yeah but I, right now I'm really struggling with that. The next one and the next couple of ones, I think they'll be a little bit easier. Some of them are already done. Like the next couple of ones I've already done. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I don't know. The the the, the it's like a it's like a I blame Mercury retrograde. <laughs> That's what it is. Do you feel that now? Obviously, the June whole the whole June twenty first thing has been pushed back. But things for people for people that don't know. Oh, so yeah. uh, in England, uh, if you're not from here, uh, we were supposed to open up from June twenty first in England. Everything was supposed to be open. Yeah, that includes no masks, no minimum like uh, maximum number of people. It was meant to be just at the moment. Restaurants and things are open. You have to still mask when you're travel moving around still and indoors and stuff. Distance. Social distancing, all that stuff. Events are restricted. Yeah, yeah. So uh, out, you have to be outdoor in it. Uh, outdoor and dancing you're... indoors not allowed. Yeah. Dancing outdoor is not recommended. Yeah. So it's, you can, but you're not supposed to. There's a bunch of uh, to be yeah. honest. Those rules are like you know they change them all the time. But June 21st was supposed to be the the date when everything was all was the restrictions were lifted. Open. But it's been delayed another month. But sorry, Satch Garner. Yeah. Do you do you feel like obviously most of compared to February, now restaurants are open. You can eat in. You can still go places and and physically meet people. Do you think that has helped you mentally get out of that space of Obviously, I know you're still finding it difficult, but compared to maybe where you were in March, do you think now in June you're a lot more active in writing or thinking about things because you're you're having more experiences on a day to day basis? I actually thought that it would, but it hasn't. So when it even when things opened up, so like I think non essential retail opened up yeah. in restaurants, right? And I was really looking forward to that. I was like, okay, cool, that's finally going to happen, and it's going to be good, and. I didn't go anywhere for a week. The day that I had that whole week, I still stayed at home and I didn't do anything because I don't know what it was. Like, I just yeah. felt like, okay, cool. I think it's a constant going in and out of lockdown, all this kind of stuff. You just kind of get immune to the, you just like, okay, cool. So now we're locked down or cool. Okay. Now we're open. It's kind of numb to the, the, yeah. whole, the whole, the whole feeling. Although I did really enjoy our trip to uh, Thunderbird and the alley. That was a, that was a really good, that, that was a good day. Two hours up. <laughs> yeah. And we had a really long walk that day. Yeah. To burn it all off. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Thunderbird do, wings like chicken wings but it also do vegan jackfruit rings so those are kind of did you ever try the jackfruit no rings? no i didn't but they had a bone in it like like a fake bone yeah so the, the bone was made of sugar cane oh is that what it was i think it was sugar cane okay, okay. so you can actually like bite on it and yeah, yeah. kind of suckle the juice out so that was pause go on <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of interesting um that was nice uh, what did you get i had the wings i had the regular chicken wings yeah they were uh, so good, man. I think getting wings in, in the UK is really difficult. Like good ones that yeah. are, like you get in America. So where, yeah, where would you say like the best wings that you ever had were? It's going gonna, it's gonna to sound really funny, but the Comedy Cellar in New York. <laughs> it's not even a okay. restaurant. Okay. I, I don't know if I was because I was so hungry or because we were laughing at the comedians at the same time. Yeah. So when you go to the Comedy Cellar... Uh, you have to it's like a two drink minimum that you have to have but you, one thing can be okay. uh, you can get like a food or get two be- bits of food yeah. it's basically two things from the menu you have to get so the first time we went I was starving so we ended up getting um, wings and they were amazing like I couldn't believe how good the wings were and we were in a com- comedy club like laughing and then eating <laughs> wings and trying to look at the stage at the same time it's bare like you know it's, it's really like compact as well if you see there's a bunch of um, stuff on YouTube if you look on YouTube uh, in Comedy Cellar in New York you'll see how small it is a really low ceiling yeah um, Louis CK showed up okay there was another comedian that showed up so I'm really into like comedy comedy, yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I'd say that that's the best place I've had wings but here is Thunderbird. 
here is Thunderbird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to sponsor me or something because we're giving them bare shout-outs. Like, I'm literally <laughs> recommending everyone to get Thunderbird <laughs> Thunderbird wings. And because they do the vegan ones as well. It's, yeah, it's a good place to take you anyone. Know, you, can't, you can't really say to the, oh, I don't eat meat. Just be like, yeah, bro. They do and vegan. their sauce was really good. I don't know what, it was really vinegary. I think, like, that's, I think yeah. that's what it is. It's the sauce. The sauce With the really wings, that is, they're crispy as well. Like that's yeah, the that's the yeah, issue. In you in the UK, you go to anywhere and have wings. They're like soggy. They've been sitting there for ages. Like yeah, they don't know how to make them properly, man. They just yeah. anyway. So I wanted to talk about what happened to my face today. Okay, okay. Because I don't know how it's looking on the camera, but it is bare shiny, isn't it? No, it's it's, it less, is, it? it's less than it was, but it is. A... Okay, my face is like really shiny, and it might be like little marks and stuff. It's because. Uh, the first time for the first time today I got a hydrofacial pause I got a hydrofacial <clears throat> and there's like six steps and they you know whatever whatever my sister-in-law did it because she just recently qualified uh, some course where she studied how to do it so I said to her can you um, she asked you know you let me like do it on you I was like all right cool and I said I've got to go I knew we were coming today so I was like I'll get it done beforehand look nice and clean for the cameras and that <laughs> and then um she was like yeah 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 you can do it it's fine I was like yeah I've got fun filming afterwards she's like yeah it's fine after she finished it she done all this stuff on my face put it all on I was like okay cool can I wash this off now she's like now nah, you gotta leave it on 24 hours she goes it's better if people do it at night time and then go sleep and then your skin has to rest and you can and I'm like you're telling me that now I told you yesterday <laughs> after I have to go on camera <laughs> I've got to go so that's why my face is a, is a little bit shiny it's cool we'll put a little filter over the top I've never had it done before it's actually quite good like you know cleans your so pores it, explain and... the process how do they brother I don't know man do... I just lay down and uh, my <laughs> eyes closed and then they're scraping and they're pulling stuff and they're putting cream on and rubbing it with yeah. like lights and UV lights and have you ever had any stuff. other treatments aside from like hydrofacials on my face or like just generally I don't I used to like this, this people are quite funny because they kind of think say stuff about my beard and stuff but I, I don't know but I get I used to get this uh, threaded okay okay which makes my eyes water like getting your ear getting your beard like line up your threaded have you ever had that done I've, I've never threaded this part but recently someone waxed it yeah I've had it waxed yeah that was a bit of a strange a strange one did you cry nah close did your eyes water yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens man it's so painful when I got this threaded the thing is it lasts so much longer if I'm yeah. shaving this like I, I trimmed this with my with my blade today and this will last like a day and then it will oh, grow back for those of you who are not watching on YouTube Rax is pointing to just that, that bit on his cheeks like above, yeah, yeah. above my above beard above the beard yeah it's actually you're smart man because I don't realise that people are going to be listening to this as well so where, where else is so I, I watch it on YouTube yeah but where else can people like where else are people wherever they're listening to it right now it's everywhere isn't it like Spotify and oh sick it's on Spotify uh, yeah Castbox Castbox whatever it, all of the ones man <laughs> I use Castbox but I don't know I think it's on yeah I just submit it everywhere oh sick so back to the treatments thing I think there was a time where you waxed your arm I didn't wax my arm okay your arm got waxed <laughs> yes Let's, tell us a little bit about that um, so Pav, people that know Pav Daria, he came to England and we had like this little pool competition and he said if, I said if he loses the game, pool game, you know what's mad, I actually, the day before we had the same thing and I beat him like twice I think, yeah. like three games, but there was no bet twice. on that one, nah and the next day we were like let's do something funny and film it, so we were like okay, 
And I don't know, he had some issue with my arm. He's like, your arm's so hairy. He goes, I want to wax your arm. So he goes, if I win the game, well, I'll get to wax your arm. And I said, if I win, I'll wax your eyebrow. And clearly he won. And then what happened was they went to Tesco and bought these strips, these, oh, these yeah, wax yeah, strips, yeah, yeah. yeah? So one, you're supposed to warm up the strips. They didn't do that. Oh. Two, you're supposed to put them on your arm and then straight away take it off. They left it on. They put them on and left. They put like two or three on and oh. left them for about a couple of minutes. And then on top of that, you're supposed to put some like cream or something on your arm afterwards. And they didn't do that. So I had all these like really massive pimples on my arm and yeah it wasn't but, nice so you know like you're not meant to wax when you have long bro i don't you're I, meant to like trim them and I, then bro, wax I, I, I don't know bro you, this is like out of my you know i mean knowledge zone have you, have you had anything else wet i don't know no i haven't so one time i turned up to a job yeah it was for a beauty company and they were filming like tutorial videos how to for, wax like waxing and other like things so they uh, I won't say the brand name, but it was like a new product that they were releasing, and um, like it was this blue coloured wax, and okay. yeah, you could like you could you didn't need a wax strip, you could just kind of like attach it and then like pull it off. Okay, and then they needed someone to demonstrate the back waxing thing, you know. And I was like, yeah, cool, I'll give it a go. I was, I didn't think it was gonna be that painful, in it. You got your back waxed. Yeah, I got my back waxed. Oh my god. It was, Man. When was this? When was this? This was this must have been in like 2016. Jeez. So it was a good five years ago. And uh, yeah, lay down on the bed and that. And the guy's just talking. And I thought it would be a quick process, yeah? But obviously, because he's doing this tutorial, he's spending half an hour. So it's like slow torture. He's like one by one. And um, yeah, there's like blood spots all over my back. Oh, man. But like, it was proper smooth after, man. It was, I wouldn't recommend it though. Like, I'm not How long did it take altogether? I think if he wasn't talking in between, it would have been like a 10 minute thing. So who filmed it then? If you were supposed to be filming it. So have you ever met Raju? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Raju from Signature Media, he was with me on the job as well. And uh, we need to see this video. We uh, need to release this video on YouTube. I might give you put a it little, on your put I'll it on your Instagram. I'll give you a little screenshot to put on. <laughs> all right, all right. Put it on your Instagram though. <laughs> I'll give you a little screenshot. This I is think... the people. What the people want. This is the content that people want. Actually. They want to see my back. <laughs> they want to see you get your back waxed. All this right, is good cool. content. You should put this out. I'll put it out. Well, after the podcast comes out, everyone jump onto my Instagram, and uh, I'll have it ready. So, with podcast, why? What made you decide? Like you and Kai, I got your podcast yeah. that you lot are starting up. What made you decide to do a podcast? Do you know what? I'd probably say it was more Kai's idea. I've always been behind the camera. Yeah. So obviously shooting it and recording it, like I kind of know what to do. But Kai obviously is a radio presenter, host, DJ. Um, so naturally it kind of just thought, okay, cool. What, what can we do with our spare time? Especially during COVID where we weren't as busy. It was a bit of like, okay, cool. We got all this time. You know, what, what can we do with it? So we thought, okay, well, I mean, it took us a year to come up with it, but we got here in the end so we thought cool let's um let's film some podcasts get some guests on and just kind of see where it goes okay so yeah i don't know how i ended up on this side but yeah. i think you're such like when i was thinking about people to like have on a podcast like like i was saying before me and you have bare like interesting conversations like yeah, you know yeah, yeah. we're driving places we're going places all these like adventures that we do we have like really really interesting conversations i feel like you're an old soul like you know Feel old. I know your uncle. Like you look <laughs> okay. like an uncle, but you're quite a young, young, young man. Like you know what I mean. Guys, if you're if you're listening, guess my age. Oh, that's kind of thirty. Easy. No, don't say that. Come on, I think my handle is ninety six. <laughs> Kai, how old did you think Sachin was before you? Definitely like late twenties. Late twenties, isn't it? Yeah, 
Easy. Whenever we go place the video shoots, people think you're like an uncle. Plus, you used to you're getting better now, but you used to dress like an uncle as well, man. Do you know what it is? I just want to thank a few people for buying me some <laughs> Go clothes. on, let's pick them up. All right, cool. DJ Kai with the trainers and that. Big up, Kai. Yeah. Music by Nish. Man like Nish helping me Satcha. some more trainers. Smashed it. And I want to thank Rax for the Hanji Hello. Nah, actually, you didn't give me no hoodies, bro. Small, bro. You, um, that's your motivation to fit into a small. I'm never going to be a small, <laughs> bro. I've only got smalls. I'm going to get... Don't worry, man. I got you. I got you. We're launching... If anyone wondering as well, we're launching a new Hanji Hello stuff very, very soon. Can you give us a little... Clothing. No, nah, nothing yet. But it's gonna be we're, we're gonna be launching it very very soon. And don't worry, I got you then, man. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, yeah, apart from the fact that I dressed like an uncle, yeah. Why am I here, bro? <laughs> so yeah, um, I you know we've had interesting conversations about like relationships and you know things that we've been through in life, like you know. So uh, there's a thing that I recently read. I think I told you about this as well. Mm. Um, it's gonna be a bit foggy now because it's not as clear in my memory as it was maybe like a month or two ago when I started reading. But I was reading a book called The Untethered Soul. Yeah. And I was telling you about it. I was listening to the audio because oh, I was really trying to internalize the um, the message of the book and um, this a, t a technique as well that um, the writer goes through. Michael Singer, I think the, mm -hmm. the writer's name is. Um, so basically, The Untethered Soul is is, 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 a, is a book by Michael Singer and it's about, um, I would really recommend it. I, I had it for such a long time and I never really looked at it. Or You know, like when you just buy a book and you're like, okay, this is supposed to be good and then it just sits there for yeah, ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then one day I just picked it up and literally as soon as I started reading it, it just connected with me straight away and I read like, you know, a couple of chapters from the, as soon as I started reading it. And the first thing that he says is, um, it probably not isn't, isn't the first thing because now because it's about a month ago, but what he says is, uh, if you're like, if you stop and listen to the voice in your head, who's listening to that like you, you the voice in your head is talking but who's listening to that voice in your head and he's like the person that's listening to that voice is you the person that's the the, the voice that you're hearing is your mind talking mm. and you're not your mind so it's interesting if we kind of circle back to the beginning of the podcast when i'm talking about negative self-talk yeah so the things that we tell ourselves or the things that we say or things that we're talking about in our head like the, the conversations that are happening in our head that's not us that's actually our minds talking and the yeah. mind is a tool like it's like your your arm doesn't tell you what to do you tell you your arm what to do, do. Yeah. uh you know your mind doesn't tell you what to do you are in control of your mind you're the listener you're in charge and as soon as I heard that, I don't know why, I just had like a revelation I felt at that time that that was such a... It's not anything I haven't heard before, but the way it was presented it just kind of yeah. clicked with me. And it was... It's quite interesting because in psychology, I spoke to a friend of mine who who's, does psychology and they were telling me that that's the opposite of what they say in psychology. They're like, you are your mind. Yeah. Whereas this is yeah. more of a... It's kind of a more, I would say, like kind of new agey spiritual kind of thought. Like you're you're a soul in a body and you're listening to you're, you're in charge you 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 tell your mind what to do what to think about your mind is a powerful tool um so that was the first thing that i kind of learned from that book and then there was another section of that book later on there's a bunch of um exercises that he gives to try to kind of help you separate yourself from thinking that same you know thinking getting into these routines of thinking that you are your mind or believing that you're, you're your mind. One of the other techniques is, um, and talking about is, this kind of links into what we were talking about earlier as well with when I'm asking you how you deal with things, yeah. is 
a lot of us hold things in our bodies. Mm. So like if you so if you go through a difficult thing, for example, like a any type of problem or trauma or even an embarrassing thing, what happens is it comes up and your brain or your mind or whoever you are, you just no no no, no don't think about it. Don't think you about just it. suppress it yeah, as yeah. far as you can. So yeah. you're trying your best not to talk about it. You literally want to be like, okay, I I I I was walking down the road and okay, okay, I'll tell you a, a real story actually. This okay. is this one. So <clears throat> when I was at uni, I went to, I was a little bit of a loner when I started. I didn't really have friends <clears throat> and I was quite um, introverted as well. So um, I'd be by myself a lot. So when I started uni, uh, there was a massive hall that we had to go to when on like the, during the first week and you had to go there and get a picture taken for your ID. Okay. And... Um, I just went in there, rago. Like I had a hoodie on, and I put the hoodie over my head. Yeah. So I literally, I was literally just wearing a hoodie, like with the hood up, and you know, like jeans or whatever, whatever. And um, I went to go get my picture taken, and I don't know why I was like ready to have an argument with someone. This is the kind of frame. You know what it was? Yeah. Like, okay, let me. I'm gonna analyze myself now, because I was um, nervous and shy and kind of introverted um it took a lot for me to come out of my shell and i wanted to stay in my shell and i if someone tried to take me out of my shell or i, I they felt like a threat basically yeah so i would treat them like a threat and that becomes like you know being argumentative or whatever so that's the reason why my mind frame was to be like if someone comes and tells me to take my hood off I'm gonna be like, you can't fucking tell me to do that. Or I, you know, I was ready yeah, to kind yeah, of, you know, yeah. oh, it's in that frame of mind, but it was because I was feeling threatened. It was a massive one. There was so, like, literally, must have been a thousand people in yeah. there. Yeah. And that made me anxious as well. Like all these people, all these students. It seems like everyone knows each other. I'm here by myself, whatever. Anyway, so we went in there, got to the um, place where we're taking the photographs, and I've got my hood up, and. I look like such a, like, you know, robe man. <laughs> they took the picture and no one said anything to me. Yeah. Literally, they, they took the picture. They gave me my ID and my ID, I've still got it now. It's like me with my hood up. And I remember I was, I'd go around and tell people, I'd show people, oh, let me see a uni ID. I show them, it goes, how did you get a picture taken with your hood up? Like, yeah. you know, um, but it was what it was. Anyway, so I had, because I had my hood up, I didn't actually see this there was like a low hanging like pole okay so what happened was after taking my, took my photo i remember walking off and i whacked my head oh. on like this low hanging pole yeah and i was so embarrassed imagine the halls like full of like a thousand people i'm already feeling how i was feeling and i thought to myself everyone saw that yeah everyone saw me just embarrass myself whack my head on this pole whatever whatever um so to link back to what I was talking about before, that's an embarrassing memory for me. Mm. And it was for a long time. So, you know, we do this all the time. You're in the shower or you're just about to knock off and go to sleep. And that embarrassing memory will just come up in your head. and You'll be like, no, 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 no. Don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. So that was something that I would think about often. There's a bunch of other things that pop up, but this is like something that's not as like serious. Yeah. So what he says in The Untethered Soul is what happens is... You have all of these things where your emotions are triggered by these memories. And what we do is we suppress them and we hold on to them. 
Whereas all we need to do is allow them to come up, sit with them for a moment, breathe, and they dissipate and eventually they just disappear. Mm. And you, it, it's like removing it from your body. It doesn't mean that, because there's a lot, because there's different things. This is a very minor thing, but obviously people go through very, very difficult things and it's not as easy and it isn't applicable to everything. But for certain things, I feel like this is such an important technique. So I did it, not, I don't know if I did it for that, but I did it for something else that I'm yeah. not going to talk about. I think I might have told you yeah, about yeah, what it was. Yeah. yeah, but um, it, it literally, some, I saw something and it triggered me and I went through that whole, okay, ignore that, ignore that, ignore yeah. that. And then I was like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Let me go back to that again. And what happened was I allowed myself to get triggered to feel that emotion, it's literally like here, right, in your chest. And what he says in the book as well is, he goes, your heart shuts down. Yeah. He goes, you feel it. If you stop, close your eyes and just breathe, you'll feel your heart shut down. And what you do, and, and it's here, it kind of sits here. Like I'm just, if you're listening, I'm just pointing at just below my you know, ribs. And he says that your that emotion kind of sits there. And what you do is if you relax, breathe and open your heart, you imagine your heart opening up and you imagine that what happens is that emotion just goes through you, rises. You might even like, you know, feel emotional. You might, whatever you've been suppressing, you'll start feeling that. And then you allow yourself to feel that once it's felt, it dissipates and it's gone. And I did that. And five minutes later, I went back to the other thing that triggered me again and I felt nothing. I didn't feel that emotion again. I didn't feel that embarrassment. I didn't feel any of that stuff. And um, I thought that was such a powerful technique that I picked up from that book. So I'd really highly recommend it for anyone to check out. Um, it's called The Untethered Soul. Um, did you try any of that, Sachin? Because I remember speaking to you. Do you know what? I, I started listening to the audio book. Yeah. But the problem with me, with my, I'm just not good at, routines so every time i thought okay i'm gonna spend half an hour listening i'd do it and then if i got a job one i'd kind of forget about it but then after we spoke about it i kind of went away and thought okay is it is i guess i've always thought of the mind as a tool yeah. but not ex, not accepted it yeah. so you kind of know okay cool like i can control what my mind is thinking about but you never really attempt to actually make what you want of your mind yeah 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 so i think yeah going going forward it was i mean in the last few months just any any kind of situation that's come up whether it's like sim even just like simple decisions of just like what to eat just kind of thinking okay cool I, my mind is saying great i should eat this but it's also kind of a, a before you do that you kind of think all right cool but what is best for me mm. like am i gonna go and bang the pizza again or am I going to eat something a bit more healthy and pizza it, it, well yeah I did go for the pizza <laughs> but I, I thought about it before I did it you know what I mean I gave it another shot so even, yeah even just down to that simple level and that's that's as well I guess why pe a lot of people like when you mentioned about kind of accepting that you are not your mind I guess that's why a lot of people fast to kind of detach yourself from that that kind of yeah. feeling of I am the mind and yeah, instead yeah. think do you know what this is just the body and I can control it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, when I, when I started trying to implement this, I started with food. Yeah. So, because I thought that's, for, for me, that's a decision I make a few times in a day. So yeah. I know, okay, every time I eat, let me at least think about the process. Sometimes I'd make the the right decision and sometimes I make the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. But I was more aware that I was choosing something to eat or drink 
based on what I wanted, not what I was craving. I think that's the biggest thing, like when you read these things, they it's about being aware. Mm. A lot of us are just on autopilot all the time, like, okay, this is, you know, you just go day to day, just doing your thing and you don't actually pay attention to what you're saying, what you're doing, what you're uh, eating. Yeah. So it's just autopilot. So being aware, that's the, that's the most major thing. Also, the other thing I think is important is that everything that I read in this book was it wasn't like like this is a revelation I've never heard this before I've heard mm. all of these things before but either it was the timing maybe my mind was in the right place to be receiving that information at that point maybe it was the way it was communicated a bunch of different reasons why but that was the right time for me to accept that information so I never like it's in it's interesting for me to hear you because I just want to hear how someone else has interpreted it as well yeah. because yeah, yeah. it you know you you'll interpret something completely differently maybe you know the way you're saying it is that you're applying it to a completely different situation but for me that it it, it affected me in an, a major way and i'm i'm interested to see how it's affected other people as well because yeah it, i think it, like it could be it the, could be for many different reasons i think the go-to kind of application of this theory is for things that have already happened oh. and as you said kind of dealing with your emotions but then I also feel like the I wouldn't I wouldn't even say the next stage, but something to do alongside that is understanding what you're going through presently as it's happening, yeah. not through hindsight. Because yeah. obviously hindsight's beautiful. You can always go back and think of a million scenarios of how you can improve or do something different. But if you can try and apply a little bit of that while you're doing something, I guess it will save you from having to feel emotions so certain emotions so the opposite thing with yeah. the, what you're saying is very true so the opposite that is if you're already like a lot of people are like me are holding on to things that they've been through yeah by dealing with them we're more present to what's happening now as well mm. agreed so agreed. it's the it's the same thing basically the way you're saying it is if um like be more present now so in yeah. the future you won't have it and i'm just saying that if you've got it in the past deal yeah. with it so then you can be more present but, as well but also you don't want to just sit there and try and deal with things that Unless they come up, I think that's important to maybe. Discuss I think as well. I think I think it's identifying it. A lot of people, yeah. you know, they might not know that they're actually holding on to something. Agreed. Agreed. Some people have been hurt, or they're carrying a hurt, and it's interesting. It's in the book as well. We become so familiar with it, and so you kind of accept it. You, yeah. It's not even accepting it. Actually, it's becoming so familiar with it. It's like being comfortable being hurt. Yeah. So you're yeah. comfortable being, you know, being hurt basically. Like if someone's digging a blade into your arm and it's just, it's not, hasn't yeah. pierced the skin, but it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And they take it off. You might be like, no, 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 put it back because it's been there for you're so, so long. Well, I'm to used to it. it. Yeah. So it's one of these things where people get used to these problems that they're constantly dealing with mm. and they don't even, they're not even aware of it or identifying it. So that's a whole step in itself as well. I feel like people that listen to this podcast are probably... A little bit self-aware in that that they can feel like okay i'm i'm going through this or i've been through this they kind of know that those things um they can identify those things yeah. Yeah. so this is just like a something that i've kind of been through and dealt with and being it's been helpful for me so i'm just trying to you know pass that information on to other people there was one more thing such that i wanted to talk about let me just get my phone quickly because okay. what what's the timing on our on our thing right now 45 minutes okay that's cool i just wanted to quickly because i did a um like 
Oh, what did I call my um, section again at the Aunt, end? Auntie Rex, was it? No, 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 what was it called? Agony Uncle Rex. Agony Uncle Rex. No, 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 there's not, someone gave us a name, someone called it. Someone did give you a name. Someone named it something and I've completely forgotten what it's called now. Oh, that's the last episode you did as well, Because it's been a couple of months, hold on, let me... Uh... Guys, it's been five months, cut him a bit of slack. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, put, s- it, we'll put a little text box like, I'm sorry. somewhere here. I'm, I, I want to read this email because I received this email. That is my favourite part of the show, man. I received this email. Okay, cool. So the previous time I had received, like... The person that I had given advice to, they had said that they were 50-50 about dating someone. If you if you listen to the last episode, Kai, you heard it. Did you hear it yesterday? So you're a bit more upset. I can't remember. What was it again? That the person had... I've got the email here, but I don't want to... Actually, you know what? I'll just yeah. summarise it slightly. So in the previous episode, the person had said that they were uh, a freshman in seminar class and they had a... They met a guy in the freshman year of uni. They were in a group of four. Um, uh, hold on, I'm just reading it. Uh, oh, and her friend was telling her, you know, uh, to trying to force her to get into a relationship with this guy. And then the guy wasn't... Her, um, there was like a 50-50. I can't remember the exact situation. Anyway, yeah. go back to the last episode. Let's do it. Sorry, I'm rambling now. This is <laughs> what happens. Um, so this person emailed back literally, I think it was the day after um, that podcast came out mm-hmm. for an update. So this is our first update on the Hunchy podcast. Okay. Um, this is the email. So she says, um, I love Forever Johnnyman. Thank you very much. Um, she said, I had forgotten about the email I sent you until I heard the podcast. It's been a while and a few things have changed. The guy and I are now dating. Oh yeah, I remember that. The advice I gave her was to allow it, like don't get involved with it. <laughs> I had said to her, look, just leave it. Like it sounds like you're not, you're not interested and he's not interested, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, basically she's saying now, this guy and I are now dating. I've landed the job I wanted as a financial analyst to start working as soon as I graduate. Congratulations. Uh, after working for a few years, I hope to start my own business and I'm currently in the process of making the prototype. She goes, thank you for your time and advice and I appreciate it. Thank you for the update. Um, you know, you didn't didn't take my advice, but you know, I'm glad yep. I'm glad that it worked out for you. I'm always happy for people that are that are, you know, that make it work and that figure it out. Um I think that's the end of this episode. Thank you, Sachin. It's, it's been a pleasure for being the first it's guest on the Hanji Hello podcast. Big up Kai as well for helping on this one. We're gonna be shooting the episode for their podcast now, which mine's probably gonna come out first, isn't it? Yeah, probably. So yeah, guys, in a couple of weeks, check out the What's Your Problem podcast. And it's on the Moving Famous YouTube channel. Uh, if you can't find it, check out at DJ Kai UK uh, and you will find a link somewhere there. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. And I'm going to try and be more consistent. Come on. We'll f- guys, we're going to film five today. All right. If we're in the same location, same clothes, don't watch. All right. Thank you guys. See you next time. Like this.